0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Yeah. are back with another edition of the nba gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network No me no the voice of the guys me really over the road, world from here at your service and uh, okay so i know the graphic says nba finals player props plus mvp picks i'm going to give you your mvp picks right now we're going to knock this out in 10 seconds or less Jokic, butler Caleb Martin didn't win Eastern Conference MVP. There's nothing he can do to win it. Jamal Murray had 32 in Western Conference. Nothing he can do to win it. It's Jokic or Butler. If you wanted the best lines, you missed the boat. Should have got in uh, when there was a bunch of other teams left. There's your MVP picks. Welcome very much. Now, to talk NBA Series player props. Got my guy, Scott Studio Rochelle. Scott, what's going on?
1: Yeah, nothing much. Uh, Definitely agree with you about the MVP piece of it. Looking forward to the series, though. I know we did a four person podcast to go through the overall series preview. We kind of sprinkled in some player props or some long shots in there. So some of it might be a little bit of overlap but probably not much. But looking forward to it. It's fun to break down this series in a variety of ways. And I'm looking forward to going through the
0: player portion. All right, and then we got the nerd himself, Delante Smith. Delante, what's going on, <laughs> my guy?
2: Yeah, man, doing good. Uh, ready to get into it, uh, locked in and ready to make some money. So, let's do it.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And look here, so I mean let's just make this a conversational piece and we can start from the top and kind of work our way down and work into some sleepers and different props we like, but the, the top of this and what everybody probably is going to be looking at is Nikola Jokic and from what BAM has shown us in the past and how much everybody has, seems like everybody has come on the BAM hate train, which, you know, welcome. Hello all. If you're late, It doesn't matter. We still have refreshments in the back. Go get your refreshments, get you a little snack, because we're going to be here for a very, very long time with this BAM hate train. But Jokic, he's expected to average a triple-double. I think, actually, the prop for him to average a triple-double is minus 125. So, points per game, Jokic is at... 26 (laughs) they're they're hilarious because they're trying to get 27 and a half he's at 27.6 points per game uh minus 130 to the over plus 100 to the under rebounds per game jokic is at 13.8 minus 115 both ways and assists per game jokic is at 10.2 minus 115 both ways do i'll start with you what if anything interests you about Nikola jokic for this series
2: uh, honestly, there's no value on any of that, uh, but at, at those current prices. But if anything, I would go with the rebounds. I think rebounding is probably the safer bit. I think the size, a lack of size for Miami will basically constitute him being able to control the glass. And Bam gets foul trouble. Not sure if Cody Zeller will be uh, much of a force to stop him on the glass. Scoring, I think he can go either way. He's a willing passer, so – I wouldn't look at the scoring so much. He could have, of course, big games, but overall I think he's comfortable with not scoring, you know, 24, or 25 points a game. I think he'll be good, you know, averaging 21, 13, you know, whatever else. But I think it's more so value on the rebounds than anything else if you want to take it.
0: Yeah. Oh. I don't know, man. I just have a hard time saying somebody's going to average 14 rebounds. Scott, same question over to you. What what are we doing about Jokic in terms of what he can average during these series?
1: Well, the real problem you run into is the fact that since Jokic is so good at everything offensively, you have to try to guess what Spolstra is going to do to try to limit anything for him. I'm not sure if he's going to let Jokic get a bunch of assists and try to limit him from scoring or if he tries to simply put bottle up the teammates and basically dare Jokic to average 35 per game in the series, which he can do. I know that the one game this postseason where Jokic dropped 50, they lost. It was mostly because of the fact Booker, once again, couldn't miss a shot for two games. But I am curious, so I don't know if there's much value on either the points or assists unless you want to gamble on what you think Spolstra is going to do in terms of defensive game planning. Rebounds, I think Jokic is going to clean up on the glass, but 14 is a lot. And if you do think Miami is going to constantly involve Jokic in pick and rolls, maybe drag him away from the basket, you can make a case that Jokic can still have a very good series on the boards where he averages 13 rebounds, but 14 is still really high. I think if I had to pick one that I'd consider an under on, it would probably be rebounds. Because with the points and assists, once again, it really comes down to how Spolster is going to defend him. And he might alternate this, uh, decisions midway through the series. Or some games, Jokic will, av- will score like 40. In other games, he might have 15 assists. And it averages out to screw you anyway. The rebounds, I do think Jokic might have one bad rebounding game or two. Because once again, mm-hmm. he might be dragged away from the basket. We know Bam can occasionally be a ball handle at the top of the key, so that might cause Jokic to drag away from the basket. And with all the shooters they have coming around screens, that could definitely also make Jokic's life difficult remaining in the paint. So I think if I was going to pick one under, it would probably be rebounds. Now, if he averaged like 16 rebounds per game in the series, of course, it wouldn't totally shock me. But based on what Miami's going to try to do offensively, I got to assume they're going to try to get Jokic to run around on the perimeter a lot. And we know Porter Jr. is a good rebounder. Aaron Gordon can be a good rebounder at times. I think one under I'd be tempted by would be rebounds. I don't really feel great about it, but I believe I said in yesterday's podcast if Jokic went for like 28, 12, and 11 in the series, I feel like that's a pretty reasonable assumption. I'll lean to the rebound under. It feels a little bit high.
0: Yeah, let's just talk about Jokic. So Jokic, Western Conference Finals, 27.8 points per game, 14.5 rebounds, 11.8 assists in those four games semis 34.5 points per game 13.2 rebounds which is crazy because it seemed like he was just grabbing anything and everything so you can see how a couple of games can bring that total down for you 13.2 rebounds per game versus the suns and 10.3 assists minnesota 26.7, 26.2 points per game, 12.4 rebounds per game. Again, another series that felt like he was grabbing everything. Nine assists per game. So I think there's some, I think there's, I think there's a world of opportunity. It's just, are you willing to fade Nikola Jokic or are you willing to go down with the ship? And I don't think I'm willing to fade him.
1: I was gonna say, is there an angle that you're considering fading? You just mean in general because his numbers are so high and everything.
0: I think I think that is just because I, I would do the rebounds. If I had to do anything, it's the rebounds, just because it can be two nine games really brings you down. Like two yeah. two games with nine can bring you down, and you can be under thirteen point eight. Like you're basically saying you're getting the 14. And he's been under 13.8 in three. Do you have what he averaged series? against
1: Phoenix? Because the Lakers have a lot of big men, and, of course, they're not the greatest. Phoenix was 13.2. Team. Okay. I mean, that sounds pretty reasonable. Uh, but that's, so still an I, under. that's still an I, under. I was going to say, yeah, so I'm saying 13.2 does sound more ballpark because the Lakers have AD, LeBron was going to the rim a lot, and Jokic was kind of being able to park himself in the lane. I don't think he's going to be as, for, as uh, fortunate to do the same thing against Miami. So I think 13 sounds about right.
0: All right, let's move over. Well, before we move over to uh, the star of the Miami Heat, let me talk to you about Edge Boost because Edge Boost is the world's first now bet now, pay later Visa card, where, again, I don't think you understand how great this really, really is. Edge Boost currently offers you up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be huge for you. Say, let's say you have a 70-to-1 miami heat future and you want to hedge that bet but you need the you need the additional funds to hedge it you can use edge boost where they will double your deposit in your account no interest you're not going it's not somebody with a baseball bat trying to take you down it's no interest for weekly payments after and you can put that down on the denver nuggets you can hedge out of that bet and secure yourself some major profit Pay back the money that Edge Boost loans you and still come up huge. It's really, really great to help support and grow your bankroll. And you can support SGPN as well by going to slash Edge and sign up. That's slash Edge to sign up. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling call 1 800 Gambler. Jimmy Buckets, Hemi Buckets. As trademarked by him, so again, trademarked by him. Jimmy, don't try to put me in the ledger or nothing like that. That is your thing. Hemi buckets points per game twenty seven point eight points per game minus one fifteen both ways. Rebounds per game seven point five minus one fifteen both ways. Assists per game six point three minus one fifteen both ways. Scott, I'm gonna start with you. And you can well, even just ask, in- can you
1: can you just read off the averages that Butler had last series just before I talk about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'll read off all the series. I can do that hundred percent. So Jimmy Butler, and we'll go chronological order this time. So Jimmy Butler in that first series against Milwaukee, where nobody could stop him. He had thirty-seven point six points per game six rebounds 4.8 assists moving on to the new york knicks where the new york knicks could stop him but they couldn't stop anybody else 24.6 points per game 7.2 rebounds six assists and in that series against the boston celtics 24.7 points per game 7.6 rebounds 6.1 assists
1: I feel like the assists might be a little bit high for this one. Now, on yesterday's show, I did a lean to a potential prop at like plus 460, which was Butler to have a triple-double in any game. But I I was on the under in Game 7 for his assists. He ended up with 6. But I do think at some point, Butler, you, you mentioned on yesterday's show that Butler has a good matchup against Denver where he could potentially get himself a bunch of points. Maybe he'll drop 40 plus mm-hmm. in a game. We'll see what happens. So I'm going to ignore the points because I do think Butler can have a masterclass game where he drops 40, but I do think for rebounding Miami's going to need everybody on the glass because Jokic and Denver are so big. So I do think that Butler can take a bigger rebounding responsibility and get there. The assists I'm a little bit on the fence about because Miami shot so well from three last series and once again, Butler, at the end of games, is going to be the main shot taker for these for this team. I could see Butler having a big scoring series, but maybe if the supporting cast falls off a little bit because the level they were shooting at against Boston was so unsustainable long-term, they shot over 40% from three, I believe, in four separate games of that Celtics series. I'm going to lean to the assist under on Butler. The number feels a little bit high, Maybe it's just expecting long-term regression from Miami supporting cast with regard to shots. But I also think Butler might look at some teammates and go, "I got to drop forty in this game if we have a shot." So I do. I can see Butler being more aggressive in terms of shooting. But I think I'm going to lean to the under and assists. That number does feel
0: a little bit high. So one, he's never gotten over this number. It's at six point three. He's never gotten over this number in any. Hit six point one, as you said, and everybody
1: on Miami was hitting three pointers for basically that entire series.
0: And if you look at his points per game, and that's the thing that I'm going to talk about, his points per game, the only series he hit it in was that Milwaukee series. And what was the assist? 4.8, the lowest of the entire playoffs. Mm. I think it's a little bit of the same here. And Jimmy Butler is just so good in Miami not Miami, but Denver really doesn't have an answer for him. And he just goes out there and continues to score, 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 score. And he's not really looking to pass the ball. Like he's not even thinking about passing the ball because he knows he can put two in the basket right then and there. So uh, if I were to play it, I play the same thing as you, but I would also play it with Jimmy's points over because if his points goes over, that assist is coming down. Delonte, what do you like here about Jimmy for the NBA finals?
2: Yeah, I agree with both of you guys as far as the points and and the assists. I'll pivot to the rebounds and and probably go over with the rebounds. I mentioned it. The size and lack of of interior depth is going to cause him to have to be more involved in the glass and and help out, especially if Bambi's in foul trouble. I want to say, is Jimmy their second leading rebounder on the team? Do we know? I think he's the second leading rebounder, right?
0: Uh, uh, I'm assuming he is, but shout out to Cameron let me see Martin, for the playoffs. He is the second leading rebounder, yeah, correct? Okay. At seven and rebounds I, per game,
2: yeah. Okay, so yeah, I think he'll be more involved, um, on the rebound on the glass. I also think that Bam will be initiating more, especially if Joker's on him, they want to put him in a lot of pick and rolls and he'll be the ball handler for more. And Jimmy will be in the post more, uh, doing some work, so that's more opportunities for uh, putbacks, offensive rebounds. Uh, I want to say he is better uh, in the post-up area than he is, like, anywhere else on the floor, like, from that post, uh, from the block to the, like, extended free throw line. I think that's his, like, sweet spot. So, I think he'll be able to score, like Real said, and I think he'll be able to rebound. Um, assist I thought, was, like, totally too high. I'm not sure if he's going to be much of a facilitator. Um, both of you guys mentioned that he'll have the ball in his hands late in the games he's not going to be looking to pass uh, he mentioned that in post-game interviews about what their late game offense consists of and it's basically just him making plays for himself and I mean occasionally he'll you know make a basketball play and hit a open guy but I would assume if the game's on the line down the stretch it's going to be Jimmy Tom so I agree with both of you guys I like the points um, over like the assists under and I'll just you know go with the rebounds over um, for Pitt's sake, just another bit that everybody can have.
1: I do want to point out, by the way, a reason why this number might be so high is Butler's regular season numbers recently against Denver. He's had at least seven assists in each of the last five games against Denver. Uh, okay. Nine assists, eight assists, eight assists, nine assists, seven assists. But once again, that's regular season numbers. I don't know how many players were out for some of those games. And I think Miami's proven with this NBA Finals run I'm not really taking anything from the regular season seriously, so I don't know if I can mm-hmm. really buy much stock into that, but it's, I'm assuming that could be a reason why this number might seem a little bit inflated. It's because Butler's regular season games against Denver have been pretty high in terms of assists, if I had to yeah, speculate. I think,
2: yeah, and I think he is probably not going to be – his his usage rate is not going to be as high as it was um, in the last series. I think they'll try to get him off the ball more, uh, just just so he can keep pressure lids, because he has more, I guess – more defensive responsibilities uh, against the Nuggets than he would against Boston to a certain degree. I think Boston had the two main guys, of course, but, you know, their secondary pieces weren't as – I don't think they weren't as good as what um, theirs is, especially with Joker, you know, finding them in different ways and their jump shots falling. So I think he'll be more so off the ball, and I think Bam will initiate more the pick-and-roll stuff with him, Strews, Robinson, and Vince. So, um, yeah, that's just another piece to it. Uh, Brady Hawk, who covers the Miami Heat, does, like, an incredible job, like, breakdown, like, film and stuff. Uh, he was saying some of the same stuff about how BAM will be used as an initiator, and they'll probably lower Jimmy's usage rate. So, yeah, I kind of can see see that happening here in this series. Maybe, you know, for a game or two, and if it doesn't work, he'll switch it back. But I can at least see Spo giving it a spin.
0: Yeah. Uh... So here's the um, the question that I wanted to pose, and it's going to lead us into us talking about the number twos for both teams, because Jamal Murray's points prop is at 26.5, uh, rebounds for Murray 5.2, and assists for Murray is at minus is at five and a half assists, so minus one fifteen for all of those bets. Here's somebody that we can also talk about threes as well. Three point six threes. So you're basically saying over three and a half threes there. All of this is minus one fifteen for Jamal Murray, the number two of Denver. Is there a thought that it's the NBA Finals? you're going to get the highest level of basketball on both sides of the court. I am one that I've gone noted on the previous show we did yesterday, and I will say it again here today. I'm taking Jamal Murray under this 26 and a half points. One, he's never eclipsed that mark in any game against the Miami Heat ever. And I'm sure he'll do it at some point in this series, but still, now I have to expect him to do it over the course of an entire series. And a Miami Heat team that I think is going to elevate the level of defense that they play, whether they stick to the zone, whether they go to a man, whether they try different things. I think they're going to elevate the level of defense in this series overall against Jamal Murray and some of these guards for the different Nuggets Try to limit that scoring and that offense. Does that play a part in taking anybody's unders, maybe not just Jamal Murray, but any points unders, Scott?
1: So I will piggyback off of what you said about Murray first. I do like the under with Murray points. I think it's, the number is going to be a bit higher because of how well he shot from the against, in the Lakers series, which was, I mean, ridiculous. He averaged 32 points per game. He shot roughly what, like 40? what Was he mid 40s and from three? Uh, take? I'll,
0: he, I'll tell you right now because I got to I, pull it up. I say, I think he can cross 50. Forty point five. He was 52.7 percent from the field for the entire series. Okay,
1: but the point is he shot lights out, and once again, it goes back to Spolstra, and I mentioned with the Jokic defense, you're not really sure how you can stop him or what is going to do. There is a chance maybe Spolstra realizes, listen, we can't stop Jokic, but if we can limit Murray and force the supporting cast guys to take on a bigger role, maybe that'll throw off the hierarchy of the offense, and maybe Murray might... Continue to shoot himself, trying to get out of a slump, to shoot, trying to get himself out of a slump, and that might completely sabotage the flow of the offense. So there is a world where Spolstra just decides, you know what, we can't stop Jokic. I know that, but let's just shut down Murray. And if we do that, then maybe we can still find a way to sneak into the series and win it. So I like Murray under. I was trying to think of other pivots to make here because Porter Jr. he really doesn't create his own shot that much. He mostly just tries to come around screens, and I do think if Murray's going to potentially struggle, Porter Jr. might be able to go over. I believe his number was around 15.5 or 16.5, which Mm. I think is pretty reasonable. Am I wrong for thinking this is actually a pretty good Aaron Gordon series? Because if Bam's going to be guarding Jokic and Jokic is going to be able to operate towards the free throw line, the backdoor cuts are going to be crazy because Miami doesn't really have any other rim protection besides Bam. And if Bam's going to be guarding Jokic and Jokic can facilitate, then I do think that should open up a lot of backdoor cuts. And I've roasted Gordon a lot for his offensive game because I know he's not the greatest shooter, and sometimes he tries to drive into the lane with no plan and he'll get a charging foul or he'll chuck it off the backboard. But I actually Mm -hmm. do like Gordon over in points in this series. I think that it's a very good matchup for him, and I'm trying to think of what Miami's going to do with their overall lineup. They tend to go small, and if you have Gordon being matched up on, like, Caleb Martin or somebody, there is still a pretty solid size advantage in terms of weight there for Gordon, I think my pivot would probably be Gordon points over because I really think he's going to get a lot of backdoor cuts and a lot of open room in the paint.
0: Yeah, I know. I agree that I was actually looking at that for game one and potential Aaron Gordon big game one. Uh Lante, same question over to you.
2: Yeah, um, I'm with you on Murray. I just don't think. I don't think he'll be able to replicate some of the things that he did against the Lakers. The Lakers in the regular season and in the playoffs notoriously weren't good against point guards. I mean, throughout each round, they got murdered by the point guard um, and by just combo guards. I think Bain had a a decent series against them um, in that second round. Bain had a good Uh,
1: series and he couldn't shoot from three. So right had a good series
2: right. anyway. Right. And I, I mean Ja is Ja, of course, but so he he did what he had to do. And Murray dominated them. I just don't think he'll be able to do so against um the Heat and what they have defensively. They have like three or four guys that can relate on them. They got Struce Vincent, both guys, underrated defenders. Caleb Martin's got the size advantage. He can uh go over to pick and rolls. He can uh he's got Lint to go over uh, to go under if he needs to. Um they'll even probably I'm guessing they'll probably see – we'll probably see a little bit more haywood Smith just for defensive purposes. Um, mm. So I think he's got a lot to deal with as far as versatility, so he won't be comfortable in, into his spots. Whereas the Lakers, I mean, other than Schroeder, who's a – I mean, he's a decent defender. I mean, they didn't have many guys to throw at Murray. So uh, I think that I agree with you on the Murray thing, of him going under. I was looking at some Bruce Brown stuff. Uh, I was trying to see uh, – I was hoping that people did like. I wish we could do points, rebounds, and assists like combos for mm. the entire series. But um, I think he will be a big factor because Miami second unit outside of Duncan Robinson. I mean, I don't really trust Kyle Lowry on a you know full a full series basis. Maybe on a game or two, but I think Bruce Brown will be able to have his way with that second unit, and he does play well with Joker. Uh, they start him off. I think Joker usually rests around the uh, the second quarter, and when he comes back, he plays a little bit with Bruce Brown. Same in the fourth quarter. So I like Bruce Brown over this point. I think it was at like 11.1, um, if I'm not mistaken. I think he'll be able to have a couple of 15 point games uh, and stay consistently over that 11 point mark. Um, underwise, probably look at Struce. Um, I like Struce to go under. I think he'll be more focused and locked in defensively. And maybe he'll be the one that is the the one that plays less minutes when hero if hero comes back because Vin is a better ball handler. I think they'll need that against his Nuggets defense.
1: I do think since as I, I'm actually happy you brought up Schroeder because even though he might not have been the most effective, I thought he did a very good job of full court pressing Murray and trying to make Murray expend a bunch of energy dribbling the yeah. ball up court. And I have to assume Spulch was going to borrow yeah, some of do, that.
2: Yeah he's going to do that. He was doing that to Jed Brown, uh Smart and Tatum both. I mean all three. So, yeah, so once again, that.
1: Murray struggled with that type of game plan later mm-hmm. on in the series, so that could be the case once again in this series.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. All
0: right. Uh, before we get into some of the role players, sleeper picks, any, everybody else on – t- well, no, wait. Let, let, I mean, I'm not going to disrespect them. Number two for the Miami Heat, Bam Adebayo, 16.6 points per game. Rebounds, 9.3 assist uh they actually don't wait hold on let me go on another book i know they got
2: no nah, they don't bro i look i was no, looking all over wow okay, okay. but they I do have a block.
0: they have over uh half over a block so they have him on at least that but they don't have Bam assist that's actually kind of crazy because if there yeah. was one thing i would have took it probably right. would have been the bam assist so right either way duration of the playoffs Against Milwaukee, he averaged 17.4 points per game, 8.6 rebounds, 5.5 assists per game, and uh, over half a block uh, at 0.6. For the New York Knicks, better, 18.7 points per game, 9.7 rebounds, 2.2 assists, and 0.7 blocks over that half a block again. And then we have... For the Boston series, 14.9 points per game, 9.1 rebounds, 4.4 assists, and 0.6 blocks. So he's gotten over that half a block every single uh, every single game of the play, every single series of the playoffs, excuse me. Is there anything that intrigues you about Bam Delante?
2: Yeah, I like the points over. I think he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot more. He's going to have to do more offensively uh, for them to be able to win because if Joker's his primary defender, that's going to be on him to put the pressure on him and make him work. Uh, when his jump is working, when he's confident in it, it's it's pretty good. I mean, hit two or three uh, to loosen up the defense. Um, I think he'll have to be at least competitive on the glass. So that land will putbacks. backs. Uh, so I've seen a points and rebound. I think I've seen 18-plus points, 10-plus uh, rebound. Um parlay, I think it's a FanDuel. I think it played like 475, 450, something like that. So I was interested in probably playing that as just like a more a longer shot because I mean he didn't play well against Boston. I think Boston's defense, interior defense was a little bit better aside from him uh, just not showing up in the four games. I think this I think this Miami team, I mean, I think this uh Denver team they're just going to have to, Bam is going to have to beat them. They're going to make Bam beat them, and the volume is going to be there. So I like him to go over to, You said it was 16.6? Yes, yeah,
0: 16.6. Yes, yeah.
2: yeah, so I like him to go over that 16.6. And if you just want to take a little small flyer, it's, uh, it's on FanDuel. 18 plus points, 10 plus rebounds, uh, averaging in the series. I think it's 450. I'll get the exact price while you guys do here. Okay. Handicap.
0: Scott, anything intrigue you about Bam out of bio? I think I'm leaning to
1: the unders on a decent amount of stuff here. (laughs) Simply put, I I think that Bam can have success in the series if he stays Mm. on the court. The problem is I think he's going to be in foul trouble basically every game. I don't think he's going to be able to stay on the floor. I think Jokic is going to take him off the dribble and at that point back him down because he has a bunch of weight advantage on Bam and Bam's going to be in trouble. Plus Bam also gets a guaranteed moving screen foul every single game, so that's not going to help things out, but... Bam on the rebounds, he was better as the series went on, but we know that he's still in line for an underwhelming rebounding game. But for me, it's the points that give me a hard time for the average. Because there will be one game in the series minimum where Bam scores like seven points. He'll just go like he'll go like three for twelve, and he's gonna score seven mm-hmm. points, and it's gonna completely sabotage the average. But maybe it's just because I watched him in game seven and he was unable to back down Derek White in the low post. I want nothing to do with an over on Bam's points. I I, I can't. I can't do it. I'm going to lean to the under on points. It's mostly because of foul trouble. I am tempted by Bam blocks, though. I find the block over pretty fascinating at the numbers that high when he really didn't do much rim protection against Boston. And I think a good reason for that is if I'm expecting Aaron Gordon to go over and some of the backdoor cuts to be available for Denver in the series— That does mean that Bam has some opportunities to potentially patrol the lane while Boston was settling for a bunch of threes instead. So stylistically, I do think Bam blocks might be worth a look because I do think that Denver will try to have a lot of backdoor cuts trying to set up layups, and Bam can maybe sit there for a possession or two and get one. So I am going to go with Bam over and blocks, but for the actual points, I think I'm going to lean under because once again, I think foul trouble is just an inevitability in the series.
0: It's, so, the blast thing is interesting because it's at half. So, he literally just needs one block in half the games of the series. and so you he, can push. And, you cash, you could, and so, you can push. Like, you just push. Now, he, if he gets more, then you know that'll bring him up to that 0. .6, 0. .7 that we've seen him at. But if he literally has just one block in half the game these series, this series, it's a push. Now... It's also minus one sixty six, so that's why it's juice because there is a little bit more of a probability that he can get there. But I I'm, I'm with you. I think that I think Bam, like one block and half the games at the bare minimum. Yeah. All right. Do you see do Before you see we, the steals average? No, I don't. That's what I was no. looking for. I was looking for. I was going to say Bam, Bam the last two Bam? games
1: against Denver. It was regular season, but he had at least two steals in each of the last two meetings. He had four steals two meetings ago. So I can see Bam having a pretty good steals uh, series
0: here. Yeah, that's exactly what I was looking for, and I I didn't find it. So, Um, all right, here. Before we get into the other guys, we'll call them the other guys, got to talk to you about our NBA Finals and Stanley Cup Finals contest because you can get down on the Stanley Cup and NBA Finals prop contest exclusively in SGPN app. We have game props. We have series props, all of that, and a $100 SGPN gift card is up for grabs. Download the SGPN app today, and I'm going to ask a question from that contest so that, you know, I'm going to throw it out to the panel, and you can see what we're thinking and how we're thinking about it. Question is, which one of these do I want to ask? Let's do this one. More three-pointers made, Michael Porter Jr. or Caleb Martin?
1: I'm gonna go Porter Jr.
2: Yeah, I'm going Porter Jr. too.
1: I just think the volume's gonna be there for Porter yeah. Jr., at least more than Martin.
2: And he'll be able to shoot over anybody they put on. Him.
0: Yeah, I am I think that I think people are gonna be on Caleb Martin because it was a great story. He played really, really good Didn't in that too. last series, and that's gonna transition us to the other guys that we're about to talk about right now in this next block. I'm taking Michael Porter Jr. That's my pick as well. Make sure you get down on that contest exclusively in SGP and app. But Caleb Martin is one of the guys that I'm talking about because there was a night and day difference between Caleb Martin versus the Boston Celtics and Caleb Martin in the rest of the NBA playoffs. Not only is this a new team, a new location, a new scheme, but Tyler Hero is also expected back at some point in this series, most likely Game 3. Caleb Martin's points prop is at 16.5 for the series. Well, no, it's not. I see it at 15.4. Where the heck was that 16.5 at? I feel like I just saw somebody that had 16.5. Maybe that was for one game. Okay. Either way, it's at 15.4 for the series. So I lied there. It's at 15.4. I'm the contrarian that I am and seeing everybody that is just all about Caleb Martin. And while I do want Caleb Martin to play well, it was a great story. I have to go back. I knew I saw a 16. I see a 16 and a half on FanDuel. So we're going to talk about that because that's... You good. can go for a middle if you want to. You very, could, you very much could go for a middle there. And I think there is room for a middle there. I agree with you. But 16 and a half, I'm slamming the under there. Under minus 120 juice I just don't think he's going to replicate that against a different team and continue to play as well as he did like that just feels like he just had the perfect matchup where they just didn't know how to guard him they kept losing track of him because they were focusing on other guys and he continuously found himself open and once you're hot you're hot now he's had some time to cool off now he's going to Denver everything's different I love the story about Caleb Martin, but I'm fading in. And I'm taking his under 16 and a half points per game for the series. Delancey, what say you?
2: Yep, I'm right there with you. Couldn't have said it better myself. Film is out on him. Uh, I'm pretty sure Denver was preparing for Miami after they went up 3-0, um, and they probably just got more prep time uh, as the series went on. So I think they're going to be more game plan to be able to stop him. He got a lot of wide, like literally wide open threes. Um, against Boston, not sure if Denver will be reluctant to do that. Um, they defended the three pretty well in the regular season. I, I don't have the the playoff stats, the updated ones in front of me, so I can't see uh, how well they did against the three in the playoffs. But I know they were pretty good in the regular season, uh, so I don't think he would get as many wide open looks. Uh, he'd have to put the ball on the floor more, and uh, they'll probably make him uh, into a driver rather than a shooter. So I agree with you one hundred percent on the Caleb Martin under.
0: All right. Scott, I am – I mean, you're going to tell me if I'm crazy. Am I crazy for Peyton Caleb Martin here?
1: No, I don't think you're crazy because, once again, I mentioned how there might be some some regression in line for Miami, and if there's regression in line for one guy, it would probably be Caleb Martin, who's been an NBA journeyman or afterthought before this playoff run. So I think it makes sense. But you could also make an argument that Caleb Martin was an afterthought – and he was flying under the radar, and now he arguably should have won Easter Conference Finals MVP. So now Denver might actually be game planning for him. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's going to sound like an exaggeration. Do you think half
0: game of Boston's roster
1: even knew Caleb Martin was going into
0: that series? It's a lot of people in the world that didn't know who Caleb Martin was.
1: That's my point. But the point is now he kind of has a target on his back because of how good he was. And I do think that you're going to see Denver really focus on him, at least partially with the game plan. And I do think that Boston at some point defensively was just shot because they kept giving up a bunch of wide open looks, as Delonte said, to a bunch of shooters, not just Caleb Martin. But I do think that Martin is in line for some regression one, just based on law of averages. He shot so well for the series. I do think he's in line to start 60%. missing some shots. And two, once again, Denver saw him torch an entire team for seven games. I do think they're going to make some adjustments to prevent him from having as much success, too. But what number did you say it was? You said it was – what was the higher number? You said it was 16 and change 16 on Sixteen and Fander? a
0: half 16 and a half just seems insane. <laughs> like, it really does. He, so, I don't know if I read what his averages were for the rest, but – for the other games in the series, but he averaged 19.8. Uh, what was it? 19.8? 19.3. There we go. 19.3 for that series versus the Celtics. Two series before that, Milwaukee, he averaged 11.2. Knicks, he averaged 10.5.
1: But the point is, Martin shot that well from the floor the entire series against Boston, and he still had 19. So I think that with the regression you're expecting, you only need a three-point drop-off, which is really reasonable. I like the under. I think he might have a good series, but a good series still might be 14, 15 points.
0: All right. So let's stick with you. Give me another guy. Give me a guy that... Every and we'll count Michael Porter Jr. Some people don't want to count Michael Porter Jr. as the other guy. We're going to count him as the other guy because they're not one of the top two guys. But give me another guy, another guy that you're targeting, some type of prop series long that you think can have a really good series and impact for their team. Uh, when you say a
1: really good series, you mean player prop based? You just mean like an important player prop players,
0: Like, yeah, we, well, we don't care if you have a good. series. That's why I was. Out, I was making, making sure
1: because I was going to consider maybe. I also got to figure out which lines are even available for some guys. I can see Lowry having some problems in this series because he doesn't have much athleticism. And once again, Denver is huge at a lot of positions. I can see Lowry having a lot of problems scoring in the series. Now, I don't see a prop on Lowry points. I don't know if that's a little bit too much of a deep dive there because he's a bench player. Yeah, you're but scuba diving here, sir. I, I am scuba diving. But maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Lowry had a great game seven He still didn't score many points, and he's going to rely heavily on threes because, once again, Denver can clog the lane, and they have a lot of size there. So I don't see a prop on him, but I do like the under on Lowry points. I think Lowry's going to have a hard time scoring in the series.
0: All right. Uh, let's see here. Who do we have? We have Michael Porter Jr. In just terms of points, if you want to throw out rebounds, assists, threes, please feel free to do that. Porter Jr. rebounds, I'm kind
1: of tempted by. Points, it's exactly where Delonte and I say ends up in every game. It's like the 15, 16-point range, so I don't see much value there. The rebounds are tempting because Porter Jr. had a couple of double-doubles in the last series against the Lakers. Miami doesn't have much size. If they pull Jokic away from the basket, then you might see – gordon and dash or porter
0: jr rebound more so i do think porter jr rebounds is worth a look at seven rebounds minus 115 both ways porter jr's mm-hmm. points prop one is 15 and a half minus 15 both 115 both ways yeah kcp up here as well 11 and a half points minus 115 both ways you have uh aaron gordon 11 and a half no 11.7 11.7 minus 115 both ways uh, so Porter Jr., KCP, Aaron Gordon, Caleb Martin—those are the other guys that are listed right now. If I had to pick anybody of those guys, I'm kind of teetering back and forth between Porter Jr. and Gordon. I think one I, of the I already two gave out the over on Gordon,
1: too. so huh? I already gave out the over on Gordon. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I, I'm kind of teetering there. I think I want to go Porter Jr., but maybe uh, two and a point eight threes. You're basically saying you're getting three threes a game. I would like that to be a little bit lower, but that fifteen point five points, like he's been around that number basically every single te- every single time he's played the Miami Heat. We know Michael Porter Jr. If he does anything. He's going to shoot the basketball. Like, don't give him the ball if you don't want him to shoot it. Just do not give it to him if you don't want to shoot it, whether it's going to be a high percentage shot or a low percentage shot. It doesn't matter. Once the ball touches his hand, it's going towards the basket. You better get in position for a rebound. So I think just with that aggressiveness alone, he should walk into easy 15 for majority of this series. And then if he's hot, he, he can be around that 17, 18, 19 points per game range. So Mike Porter Jr. is probably a bet that I'm getting down on over 15 and a half for the duration of the series. I want to say other guys, who do you like?
2: Uh, well, um, I was looking at Vincent for total threes made to be the th- total threes made leader. He's 14 to one at um, he's 14 to one at DraftKings, but he is 12 to one at FanDuel. Uh I think uh-huh. Stroo is at seven to one, which is kind of odd because he's at twenty. He's at uh, what is it? He's at twenty one to No, not twenty one to one. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong numbers. He's seven to one at uh at DraftKings, but twenty one to one at FanDuel, which is kind of odd. But it's I was looking huge, at him
0: for, just disparity.
2: Right, right. So um. I think they got his number mixed up or whatever, but I was looking at Vincent for total threes made. I think he'll be on the on the court more. He's one of the better ball handlers, so he has to be on the floor to initiate the offense. Um, one of my favorite pops that I played was actually a guy that we didn't mention. It was Duncan Robinson through court, two plus threes in every game. It's at 14-1. Um, so I'll break it down like this. He made two plus threes in five of seven games against Boston. In the, in the games that he didn't score two or more or uh, make two or more, he had played nine and 10 minutes in the game, so I mean that's just volume. He didn't get enough volume. Uh, against um, New York, he made two plus in three of the six games. He played eleven minutes, twelve minutes, and twelve minutes. Um, in those three games that he did go over, and he still managed to make one in two of those three games. Uh, he made two plus in three to five games against Milwaukee. Only played six minutes in game one. Still made one in both games. Um, he did not have to in uh, so. Total that up, he's made two plus threes in 11 of 18 playoff games, and most of the games that he didn't go over that number or hit two, he just didn't play enough minutes. So I think the volume will be there for Duncan. Uh, I think he'll get a lot more playing time to loosen up the the defense of Denver. So I like him two plus threes at 14-1. to one. That's every game, though, two plus threes.
0: Uh, all right, yeah. I'm I I don't know if I can get there on that one, man. I, so is it every game he plays? Is it ev- like every game of the well, series? Well, so in, in,
2: in the in writing it has every game of the series. So,
0: but so see, if he's a healthy so, DMP, then you lose.
2: No, 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 no. If he has to, he has to play. He has to play. Oh, he does.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. every game he, he has but to play. Just think about when Tyler Hero comes back. Like if anybody gets their minutes taken. It's gonna be Duncan Robinson, man. Like I, I don't know about that one. He, and his two plus, I mean, two plus threes isn't a lot to ask for for him. But it's just the fact of no, I don't know what his role is because his role really expounded when Tyler Hero went down. Like he he was really, he was on the bench, like legitly on the bench. And so if Tyler Hero is back in this series, and Tyler Hero is contributing and playing twenty plus minutes a night. I don't know. Yeah, see, I don't,
2: I'm making on him not coming back playing. I'm thinking gonna ease him in. Maybe like 10 to 12 minutes. He'll play in pockets and still gonna kind of get his you know 15-18 minutes. I think all we need is 15-18 minutes. He can make two threes in 15-18 minutes. I mean, most of his shots are gonna be from deep, so the volume is gonna be there. Um just how I'm looking at it. I don't think Tyler's uh-huh. gonna come back and play uh, a ton of minutes um off real. I mean, he just started shooting like a week ago, so
0: all right. Scott, anything for uh points leader, rebound, well, rebounds leader, we basically know who rebounds leader. Be, I mentioned I think threes I think threes leader is a good conversation to have though. I think that's a yeah. very, very good conversation to have because you can go a bunch of different ways. Yeah, and let's talk about that before we, we get out of here. So um let me know if you know if you see better numbers out. But consensus top two is Jamal Murray, who is probably a laying juice. I see minus 175 here. Michael Porter Jr. is second at plus 380. Everybody else is going to be a pretty much juice price that they have the number. Every, Every book has different numbers on this. So really, really shop around for your best line. If we think Jamal Murray has a bad series, which we do, this could be the prop that we can cash very, very nicely and really not even have to worry about it too much. So Mike Porter Jr., Max Strus, Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent. We haven't talked about KCP at all this whole breakdown of these guys, and these are probably going. It's probably going to come from one of these five guys. Where do you feel like you're going with this? Lante said he liked Gabe Vincent. Scott, yeah, I'm going like- to pose the question to you.
1: I mean, I would be tempted by Strus if he had better odds, but to be honest, Strus has not exactly been good this entire postseason, so I don't know why his odds are that low. I probably would make a case for either KCP or if you want to go for – I mean, KCP is at around 18-1, to 1, which is pretty tempting. The only concern would be a potential lack of volume, but I do think KCP has some merit. If you think he can make uh, – how many threes do you think you actually need to get? Like three per game to have a shot at winning this
0: bet? Do you think yeah, need you got to be at least at three. You got to be at least three per game.
1: I think KCP can get there. I know it kind of goes contrarian on what we talked about before because we just talked about Caleb Martin unders. Nine to one? I mean, if we're trying to avoid Jamal Murray and Porter Jr., I don't trust Struess at all. Vincent, maybe, but with Hero coming back, once again, I'm not sure what the rotations are. Caleb Martin has to play 40 minutes a game. Like, I don't know how you're supposed Mm -hmm. to bench him after what just happened against Boston. (laughs) So if you want to take a flyer and you kind of want to disagree with us in terms of points per game... Uh, for the under on Martin I think his odds make sense because of the playing time he should be getting but I think if I had to go for flyers it would be KCP at 18 to 1 and Martin at 9 to 1 maybe you could chop around and find better lines on them but I see 918 to 1 on DraftKings do you see anything better?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. FanDuel is juiced on these. KCP is 35 to 1 on FanDuel. Caleb Martin is 13 to 1 on FanDuel. Just
1: saying, so. if I was taking flyers on those, KCP at 35 to 1, I think, is basically an autoplay. If you want to take a flyer, that's yeah, a very, I'm, very am not.
0: I'm not. He just had three against the Lakers. Now, you could say it's against the Lakers, but there's no way I'm not sprinkling on KCP. At 35, 35 to
1: 1, that's worth something. That's insane. And I Martin so. once again, thirteen to one for a guy who's in great form and has played forty plus minutes each of the last two games. He has to play a bunch; they don't have a choice. So those would be my two, uh, I'd say, sleeper candidates to get the three point uh, winner. It would be Martin at thirteen to one and KCP at thirty five to one.
0: So I one hundred percent think is Michael Porter Jr. Um he he he's going to take he's going to it's volume alone honestly like through this you got to have volume and he can go 3 for 10 and still be the threes leader uh, averaging 3 per game so uh, i think volume alone you got to play michael porter junior at plus 380 on draftkings that's actually the best line that i see for him kcp at 35 and 1 i agree with you just because of the odds i'll play it
1: the thing is, for threes, though, it's all about variance anyway, because you don't know who's going to be mm-hmm. hot and who's going to be cold. So I'm never going to lay a minus price on threes besides, like, maybe Steph Curry, you know, because he's the best shooter of all time. But that's why I feel like I'm not going to take Porter. I kind of wanted a little bit more value. I get the argument, which is the volume will be there. You might attempt, like, seven threes a game, but I kind of want a bigger price. And I do think that once again, if. You're looking at the three points market, which I think might be the most volatile market available because it all comes down to streaky shooting. Mm-hmm. I'll take two streaky shooters at much bigger prices.
0: I'm going to agree with Lance as well. I like Gabe Vincent here at 12 to one. Is that the best price for Vincent? No, 14 to one. No, you
2: can get 14. Price? You can get
0: 14. So yeah, I like Vincent at 14 to one. And I mean, that's just solely because I think he's actually, if you put all these everybody together, maybe not in front of Jamal Murray actually, but he's averaging the high one of the highest three points made for the playoffs. I mean, he's made basically two, three in every single series. I think it is last series against the Boston Celtics. He was uh, he made two point no, that's the wrong one, two point seven. For the Knicks, it was 1.8. And for the Bucks, it was 2.8. So it's been there consistently. It looks like the ankle is going to be good. Enough rest time. He played pretty solid on it through the end of that series. So it should be good. Don't have to worry about that. He's going to get the attempts. And he's going to put them up. And he's going to have the minutes per game. It just seems like Gabe Vincent is the guy that, if healthy, they're going to continue to play him a large amount of minutes, regardless of who's coming in and out of the rotation. So I went Lante there. I like Gabe Vincent as a sprinkle, but ultimately I do think it is Michael Porter Jr. And that's probably where the majority of my units in this category is going to go to. All right. And I'm actually, matter of fact, mm, and I'm, I'm I'm, I see some people in the chat talking about, you know, Mike Porter Jr. And inconsistency. And trust me, I really do hate inconsistency. But I really, really think this is just a really good matchup for him just because of the size advantage and the fact that, it, I mean, nobody's really going to be able to challenge him for those threes. And that's going to boost his points prop and his threes prop. So I'm going to make my edge boost double down play of the day. Michael Porter Jr. to lead the series in threes plus 380. Get down, sportsgownlandpodcast.com slash edge. Get down on that bet and get you an additional deposit with your bet now, pay later, Visa card. All right. Let's end the show here with a lock and a dog. Any type of series prop, any type of plus money dog, whatever you want to throw out there. Lance, I'll start with you.
2: Yeah, well, I'll start with the dog because I already mentioned it. I like the Duncan Robinson two plus threes made uh, at fourteen to one. He's got to make it in every game. If he you if he doesn't play, if he gets a DMP, then it's automatic um, cancellation. So you don't have to worry about that. Uh, I outlined it earlier, so I just don't want to regurgitate it. But I think he has a, a good shot to do it. He did it in eleven of eighteen games, um, playing minimal minutes in the games so that he didn't go over. Um, for my lock, I like Denver. To have the highest scoring game in the finals at minus 140. I mean, it's just pretty simple. Denver's the more explosive team. They're more likely to score 130, 125, 130 range than what Miami is. Even when Miami's scorching from deep or whatever, they still aren't. I don't think they are capable of scoring, you know, more than what Denver is. So I think Denver will score them in a pretty dramatic fashion. And I think they'll have the highest scoring game. Um, the finals between the two. So pretty simple. Uh, Denver Nuggets minus 140. Uh, It might be a little bit cheaper if you, if you shop around. I've seen like 140, 135, 138. So just shop around. I'm just putting out 140 because that's more widely available for everybody.
0: All right, Scott, over to you.
1: All right. Uh, So I think for my lock on this one, I'm actually going to go with an under. I'm going to take the Jimmy Bell or assists under six and 6.3. I just think that number is too high. Uh. W- Terrell and I think that Butler is going to have a couple of games where he just goes in year 40, potentially, where he just has to score. And I do think that Butler, we know at the end of games, is trying to take over by scoring, not by facilitating. But Boston did really a terrible job of watching back cuts and by really just not keeping track of anybody and Miami shot north of 40% from three in four separate games. I think that falls off a little bit. They really found something in the playoffs with Bam being the main ball handler on the top of the key and trying to save the usage rate of Butler, letting him operate more off-ball, trying to get some backdoor cuts. That's going to limit the number of assist opportunities that he has. I think Butler's number way too high for assists. I'm going to go with the under 6.3. I think he finishes with around like 5.5, if I had to guess.
0: All right. And for your dog.
1: So for my dog, I'm going to go. Uh, I know I gave out Jokic triple-double in every game at 18-1 to uh, for the episode yesterday, but I do still like that. I also like uh, I co-signed the Delonte play of Denver to have the highest scoring game. I like minus 140. That line should be a lot higher. Denver's going to be favored in almost every game. I feel like that's definitely a pretty interesting price there. Uh, but looking at any other props that I'm tempted by, I mean, there's a baby dog that I'm tempted by, but I don't think it's enough value. It's literally just even money, which isn't really good enough. It just doesn't count. I know. It doesn't count. I know. Um, what do I like here? Um, sorry, I'm, I'm kind of just scrambling here. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to take a flyer here. Uh, give me bam to average 10 plus rebounds in the NBA finals. Uh, actually, no, I, I can't do that because I said he was going under. I um, I, I thought about it at plus two hundred because I think two hundred is a decent value play. But
0: okay.
1: um, sorry, I'm kind of just scrambling here. Uh, I'm sorry. Do you want to go and and you can just yeah. get back to me?
0: Easy for me. Jamal Murray under twenty six and a half points per game. Uh, again, he's going to hit over this prop in one game. Maybe two games. Possibly even three. But he just hasn't had a lot of good games against Miami. Like, I, I don't think that he can do it over the course of the entire series. And anything, any bad game can really, really drag this down. He may finish here at 24, 23. Is that good? Yes. Is it enough for this prop? And do I still make money? absolutely i'm going jamal marie under 26 and a half points per game for the entire series for my dog let's go to hmm i will actually go to a total total points prop and i'll take jimmy butler plus 160 to be the leading point scorer in this series that was I actually that was clear. the play
1: that I found that I was going to take. I found
0: 170. On draft. <laughs> see, you should have went. Yeah, went. You should have went. I, sh- I should have won, go. I know. <laughs> no, but yes, I think Jimmy Butler's gonna be on one. I think this is gonna be very, very similar to that Milwaukee series where Jim Butler's just he starts to feel it. And once he starts to feel it, it doesn't go away. He's going out there and he's scoring 30 plus in every single game. I think Jimmy Butler's gonna have an amazing series. Let me see if I can find a actual Jimmy to uh is there a Jimmy scores 30 in every game or something like that kind of prop? Matter of fact. Mm, no, because Jokic is good for one game. I'm not gonna do that one. I'm not giving out losing bets. I was I was looking at 20 to 1 Jimmy to outscore Jokic in every single game of the NBA Finals, but Jokic is good for a 40 piece. There's gonna
1: there's to be one game in there where Jokic just Yeah, dies, yeah, like, All yeah. All right. I'm not
0: gonna do that. We're not we're not giving out losing bets. So let's go with oh they're so scary by not oh there we go all right jim butler to average 30 plus points so if you want the total points you could have it because jim butler to average 30 plus points in the nba finals is plus 240 i love that
1: i think i found an even bigger degen play which involves butler but i just want to quickly go through the numbers against boston just to see if it actually cashed but i found a prop that i find quite fascinating so uh, it did not cash in a couple of games against Boston, but Bower was shooting more threes as the series went on. Bower to make a three in every game is five to one. That's one three in every game at five to one, which I think is kind of appealing. Um, just sorry, quickly looking around here. By the way, to tell you how low the uh, odds makers are on Bam, Bam to score 15 points in every finals game is 11 to one. You know what? I'm going to go with a flyer here, uh, which I was tempted by. I didn't mention it before. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Bam to score 15 points in each game is 15 to 1. And it is 11 to 1 on FanDuel. Oh, no.
0: Come on now. 15? 15.
1: That caught my eye.
0: No, he gets to 15. 15.
1: It's every game. I think he's going to have one game where he's brutal. So I don't think he's going to hit that bet, but it's 11 to 1. That's a bit. Oh, I don't even like BAM. I, I see Martin two-plus made threes in every game at plus 420. But I'm going to go for a long-shot prop here. I'm going to go with Jimmy Butler, two-plus steals in every game at 16-1. to one. I think it's quite tempting. He's had at least two steals in, what is it, two-and-two, three-and-two, four-and-two, five-and-two, five of the last seven games. So he did it five out of seven against Boston. He's going mm-hmm. to play north of 40 minutes in every game. So I'm going to go with Butler, two-plus steals in every game. It's 16-1. to one.
0: All right, there we go. Scott, anything else for repeat before we get up out of here?
1: Not really. I'm looking forward to the finals. I know we'll be back once again tomorrow for game one. Should be fun. But besides that, I know Terrell and I have the WMDA Gambling Podcast. we got an NFL show coming up later this week. I got the tennis podcast, so a lot of sports going on, a lot of bets to be made, and a lot of money to be
0: made. All right, Lante. Anything else for people forget about it?
2: Nothing else, man. Good luck to everybody on your bits.
0: All right. We will be back tomorrow for game one breakdown of the NBA finals. Don't ask me who's gonna be on that show because I don't <laughs> know. But uh, some combination of us four will be here tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern, talk about game one NBA finals. If you're not already, make sure you follow us on Twitter at SGPN and NBA make sure you're following like comment subscribe all of that stuff on YouTube as well NBA gambling podcast on YouTube check us out WNBA is streaming on the NBA podcast gambling podcast feed as well other than that I have nothing else to say nothing else to do no other way of ending the podcast we're just gonna end it like this we are out of here
2: basketball gimme gimme the ball Because I'm gonna go get ba basketball
1: give gimme gimme the ball